This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where new signings are guaranteed a great debut. Join and choose your welcome offer at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Back from Arfield, 1-0 Burnley, Scott Arfield, he's been threatening that recently, and all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal, what a goal from Robbie Blake, Burnley's first goal in the Premier League, it's something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery into the path of McCann and the follow-up plays the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Clarendon Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Goal! 
Michael Kelly! Oh, that's justice! That is justice at the Amex Stadium! Barely a level and deserved to be! Hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redmond, ahead of a tough game down at the Hawthorns against, admittedly, a West Brom side that started a little bit slower uh, than we usually do. There's the first camera freeze of the show. We all know that there's going to be quite a few as the show goes on. There we go, I'm back. Um, but uh, just before we bring a West Brom fan in, because there is one waiting in the wings, thank God. Um, I do want to just chat quickly about, you know, uh, Millwall, thought we were brilliant against Millwall. Um, I know I said it in the 60 second review, but I just go a little bit deeper. I, I said it on Twitter as well. And people saw that I was, thought that I were criticizing Johan Berg Goodmanson. I wasn't. I just felt that when Benson came on, he offered a little bit more. I felt that Goodmanson kept getting to the, the defender and I'm shouting, skin him, skin him. And he's just cutting back and passing it back, which, you know, it's the safe option. We're keeping possession. I, I get that we are now a possession based side. But when Benson came on, it, it was running at the players, uh, and it, it took someone on within the first three, f- three or four minutes. And I'm like, brilliant, get in! And then it, I think one of the goals we scored were from him taking uh, somebody on as well. So very, very happy with that. But this West Brom game is going to be a different test altogether. Um, admitted, like I said earlier, they have stuttered slightly. They are currently in where are they in the league? 14th. Only won once all season. Only lost once as well. So they do seem like they're a tough side. Um, to beat, and they did beat Hull 5-2 at home as we could only manage a draw. So, obviously, they're going to be a tough side. I seem to remember him doing well against Middlesbrough earlier on in the season. Yeah, there it is, 1-1. Scored a really good team goal there. Uh, But we'll get on to West Brom slightly. I just want to quickly reiterate the things that I said last week. I'm still encouraging people to download the FanSlide app. It's just that one there. Just quickly encouraging people to download that fan slide app. It's the way that we are going to be playing fantasy football on Turfcast this year. Thank you to everybody who's already downloaded it. Uh, we had a, a bit of a, a mess around with it last week. I can't remember what game it were, but it, the, 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 I know I mentioned it last week, but I'll mention it again. That The way it works is you play each game individually. So you play fantasy football. It's not like you play it throughout the season like, like a normal fantasy football you play each game individually and you you choose three players. They can only be in your side for 15, 20 minutes and you keep swapping them based on, on player and you get points based on that. We are going to be offering prizes as because um, we can create a, a Turfcast TV table, which we have done if you join and, and, you, and you get the code. The code will be in the bio and it will also be in the uh, our Twitter bio as well. So it'll be in the YouTube description. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast, it'll be on our YouTube. There'll also be a link. Make sure you download it via our link. You'll also get a chance to win a prize. It will be stuff like Burnley shirts, Burnley memorabilia, money. So make sure you click our link and make sure you join our table. But uh, just to tell you more about Fanslide, it is completely free to play, but you can choose pay-to-play options if you wish. This means you must be at least 18 years of age to register and play Fanslide. And if you do choose to pay-to-play on Fanslide, always gamble responsibly and never bet with money you cannot afford to lose. But just for a little bit more housekeeping, the Turfcast TV tables will never, ever, ever, ever be pay-to-play. It will always be free to play with Turfcast. And you can win prizes, Burnley shirts, money. We'll see. Um, but you get prizes for winning the table. Obviously, not every table because sometimes, you know, you, you can you play every game and sometimes we won't do it. The Burnley versus West Brom game, I think we'll be on it because it's on TV, so it should be on it. So we'll have a play around with it again. 
for the Burnley West Brom game. So please join before then. There will not be a prize on offer for that table though. Um, we're just going to wait till more people have joined it. We're going to keep getting used to it, playing games and stuff like that, and then. We will get prizes involved. But anyway, let's get on to the West Brom game. I've got West Brom fan Connor from West Brom Fan TV waiting. There he is. How are you doing, mate? You all right? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you, mate. So talk to me about your season so far then, because I'm just looking at the league table, doing my research for this game, expecting to see you higher. I had you down as you know one of the, the candidates to be up there. Um, at the start of the season, but you know, we're only five, six games in, you know, I, I wouldn't worry too much, but it's been a bit of a slow start, hasn't it? Yeah, um, I think we're picking up way too many draws, if I'm being perfectly honest. We've played well in some of the games, what we've played. We played well against Middlesbrough, like you said. We obviously played well against Hull, we beat them 5 2. Uh, we played well against Watford, but there's been games like, like the other day against Wigan where it was just yeah. really, really poor. I think. The problem with West Brom at the minute is we don't have... Um, I know we've got Carl and Grant, but we don't have a striker who can hold up the ball. So we're creating so many chances. And because we've only really got Carl and Grant, there's a lot of pressure on him. And every time he's missing and stuff like that, the fans are getting on his back. Bearing in mind the guy scored 18 goals last season. I just think he's yeah. a bit of a... You know, I think he's a bit of a scapegoat at West Brom, to be honest. I mean, OK, he does, he does miss a lot of chances, but... You know, he still gets you like 20 goals a season and you can't argue with the stats, can you? So, you know, the stats are there. If he's scoring um, 20 goals a season, you, you, you can't argue with that. But like you said, we can't overreact at the minute. We're only five, six games in. There's still loads of games to go. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, the table don't really start taking shape till about 10, 15 sort of games anyway. So, I, yeah, like you say, I wouldn't worry too much after six games. But having said that, there was some Burnley fans worrying after three games. So every yeah. fan base is going to do it. Um, how are you actually playing then? Because you said that you're creating chances. Is that a fair assessment? And then you're creating chances, but you're just not finishing them? Or is it get, oh, you're just not creating chances? How, how, how are you playing at the minute? Well, in the last game against Wigan, I think overall it was just poor. Not really any chances created. Um, we just can't make that final pass to get in the final third. But mm. in other games, it's just been about scoring, to be honest. The amount of chances what we created against Watford and Middlesbrough in the second half against them, the ones we created against Hull, you know, the, there's been so many opportunities for us to score goals. I just don't, I don't think, to be fair, our defence is OK. Our midfield probably the strongest position we have on the pitch. But it's just, like I said, that up front, we're just lacking something where we can score goals. And it it is frustrating because, like you said, a lot of people, including myself, predicted West Brom probably to be up there come the end of the season. And it's frustrating because we're just a couple of good players off. We've just signed, um, well, we're about to sign Josh Onama from Fulham. Yeah. So, He's a creative player who, who can come in. Signed a guy called Brandon Thomas Asante. He's from the lower leagues. I'm not sure if he's going to feature tomorrow. But we've made signings, but we just need to make more. I think we need another striker, a defender, and Josh Onoma to come in. But I'm not sure who the other two will be. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, thoughts on <coughs> Bruce then? Because I always have Bruce down you know, as, as an OK manager that gets some unnecessary stick. I thought it was a little bit too much at Newcastle, did well for them initially, 
Um, yeah, probably the time was probably right for him to leave, to be honest. But what are your thoughts on Bruce? Because I have seen a few West Brom fans starting to get a bit frustrated with him already. Yeah, well, I can see why they're frustrated because if you look at his overall stats since he's come in, hasn't really got that many points on the board or that many wins, what you'd expect West Brom to have. Bearing in mind we're in the championship, you know, we lead what we normally dominate. So mm. I think it's... I think when our fans see that, they compare it to what we have now and they obviously get very frustrated. But at the start of the season, when he came in, I always give everyone a chance, no matter who it is. Um, I don't write people off before they've even, you know, tried sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm all about giving people chances and I'll continue to give Steve Bruce a chance. But if we make all these signings and we're still picking up draws and... <clears throat> you know, not picking enough points up to go up, then I think it could turn quite easily, as it does in football. You know, football fans are very fickle. One minute you can absolutely love someone because they go on a free game on beat and run, and then you could go and lose five, six games on the, on the bounce, and everything changes then. Um, I think the stick what he got at Newcastle was very over the top, really. Mm. I mean, not just... Okay, if you don't like someone's football philosophies, the way the the way they manage the team, I don't think that should ever get to a personal level like it did with with some of the Newcastle fans. I'm not saying all of them because you know you can't paint everyone with the same brush because a few people have said it on Twitter. But I just think some of it was unacceptable, and I did feel sorry for him. Yeah, completely agree, mate. But Newcastle fans are always over the top, aren't they? Well, again, not all of them though. Um... Play yourself out for then. You've mentioned some of your new signings. I know Onoma from Fulham, he's, he's a decent player. If he can hit the ground running, he can probably do quite well for you, to be honest. Um, but some of the players that you've already got there, I know you beat us to Jed Wallace. Uh, we were reportedly interested. <coughs> so you ended up going to you, boys. So what sort of players should we be looking out for? Like, Who's going to hurt us if, if a player does hurt us on, on Friday? I think, like you've mentioned, um, Jed Wallace. He's, he's an absolutely brilliant player. We can put in a good cross. Another player who I think you should look out for is John Swift. He's another mm. player who who we got on a free transfer from Reading. When it, when him and uh, Jed Wallace were both at their old clubs, they got bagfuls of assists and goals. I think they work well together in the midfield. Um, we got Oka Yakuslu, who we've just signed, who's another brilliant player. Um, you know, he was with us in the Premier League. You remember in the COVID season. And he was our standout player under Sam Allardyce. Um, another player who went off the boil for about a year or two um, was Grady Diangana. Now, when he was under Slaven Bilic, the guy was on fire when he was playing around Mateus Pereira. Um, when Pereira left, um, Grady Diangana was, you know, benched a few times, and I think it hit his confidence. But we did spend like fifteen, eighteen million pound on this guy. <clears throat> Sorry, and I think this season, I think he's been brilliant. He look, he looks like his old self. Um, you got the likes of Carlin Grant as well, who can score a goal. Um, even though he does miss a lot of chances, he still knows where the back of the net is. I'd say those are, are probably our most dangerous players. What what you guys should look out for, but like I said, I think both of us have, well, I haven't said it yet, but I said it in my preview. I think both of us have got some really, really good players mm -hmm. and we should both be aiming to be up there come the end of the season. 
Yeah, you've definitely got some good players there. A lot of good players there that you mentioned. Obviously, I'm fully aware of how good West Brom can be. But what, why do you think you've started so slowly then? You've mentioned, obviously, you're trying to create chances and stuff and score goals. I get that. But why <laughs> do you think that is the case? Is it a system thing? Is it a confidence thing? Well, to be honest, the, the, the one thing I don't like about Steve Bruce is the fact that when we play at home, um, we only play one striker up front. Now, for me, I'm, I'm quite old-fashioned. I like to have two men up top. One player who can play off a taller striker to get, you know, one big player who can knock down the ball for the little striker to get on the end of it. And we just don't have that. So, like, every time we kick the ball upfield, you know, it's, we've got to have, have a miracle to win a header. Um, as well, I don't know, really. I just think it has been a slow start, to be honest. But, like I said, we're only six, seven games in. It's really hard mm. to determine what. You know, if we get to 15 games, 10, 15 games, and there's still issues, I might be able to identify them a little bit more. But because we haven't saw our new signings or anything, it's hard to say like what the problems actually are. For me, it could be Steve Bruce. It could be something, I don't know. But hopefully we can get a win uh, tomorrow night against you guys and kick on from there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, hopefully not, but, you know, <laughs> after that, yeah. yeah. Um, ambitions for the season then and realistic ones, obviously. I know I'd predict, I still think you'll be there or thereabouts, if I'm going to be honest with you, mate. But obviously, a bit of a slow start, not massively worrying because you're only six games in, like you say. But are you still aiming for top two, top six? What, what, are, your, what are your ambitions for the season? Well, at the start of the season, I was hoping that we would finish in the, the top two. But I've looked at like the signings of the clubs have made and the way other teams have started, and I think, I think now for me it's going to be like fourth or something. Um, as long as we go up, I'm not, I'm not too bothered where we do finish. Um, the, one of the reasons I do want to go up as well is not just because obviously the Premier League is a, the best league to play in, but for me it's all about the club as well because, as you know, whenever a club goes up, whether they go up by automatics or the go by the playoffs there's a lot of money what gets generated into the club especially if they go through the playoff route it's like the most expensive game of football ever even more than like the champions league which is crazy to say because it's like the championship but if we can go up you know you've got 100 million in the club whether that's on sales or nothing it just keeps the club stable um and with our owners i think that's what we need because our owner doesn't want to really spend a penny, penny of his own money. So we're running out of money now. I think we're in the last year of our parachute payments. So we desperately need to get up because I, d I just don't know what the future will hold, hold if we don't because we've been in here a few seasons now. Parachute payments probably going to stop. And we've got an owner who doesn't like to spend money. Yeah, he's a billionaire, but he's a 50p billionaire. He's one of those who's got loads of money who doesn't want to spend anything. So it's it's really important that we do get this right and go up. Yeah, yeah, of course. Obviously, the Premier League generates so much money through broadcasting rights and, and things like that. And obviously, your brand is is out there even more. Um, so yeah, the Premier League's always always <coughs> where you want to be financially. I do like to get opposition fans' thoughts on Burnley, especially after such a crazy summer at Burnley. Obviously, getting rid of Sean Dyche, bringing in Vincent Company, completely changing everything about the club. The style of players changed, the ethos has changed, the manager, the entire playing staff, pretty much. So, what what are your thoughts on 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 what Burnley have done this summer? Do you think it's going to work? Do you think it's too much of a risk and might end up failing? 
Um, no, I actually think Burnley will succeed. I think you've got some really good players. Um, I watched uh, the, the other week when you, the, well, the other day really when you beat Wigan five-one, and you looked really good. Um, Vincent Company, he's just a winner, ain't he? He was at Man City, mm. he won everything with him really. Um, Sean Dyche, when when he did get the sack, I was quite surprised because I thought he was a good manager. But then again, I don't watch Burnley every single week. So I don't know what you guys were experiencing at the time. So it could have been the fact that you'd lost a lot of games and you you know you needed a change. You'd been there for a long time, but I think one thing you can't not give Dice is is that he kept you stable in the Premier League for yeah. a few seasons. He, he did well for you. Um, I just think overall he was a good manager, and I would have actually took him at West Brom. And I think if Steve Bruce does get the sack. Um, which I've predicted for him to get the sack before Christmas, by the way. I know that's a big shout, but I think it could happen. I think Sean Dyche is the man that we should go for. You've made some good signings. Um, I, lo- I absolutely love Jay Rodriguez. When it when he was at... Yeah, of course, uh, he used to play for you, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you've had a few players off us in, in recent years. You know, Vidra, you've got like Jay Rod, and I think there's a few others. Um, what I can't remember off the top of my head. <clears throat> but J-Rod, that season when he was playing with uh, next to Dwight Gale, him and ever since we lost those two players, we haven't really been the same up front. And it'll be nice to see him return. <clears throat> I just, I really hope that he doesn't score. But I do think Burnley will definitely be up there come the end of the season. I think, I think you guys have got to really push for the automatic promotion positions, really, um, and nothing less. I think... If you get, if you do get um, playoffs, it's not a disaster. But I just think you're a little bit better than that. And I think having a co- manager like Company, who's fairly young in management, is going to be really hungry. This is one of his first jobs. You know, he's at Anderlecht. Um, you know, he come in. He's, the Championship's a good league. It's one of the most competitive leagues in the world, in my opinion. Um, you know, you get teams who like surprise packages all the time, like Luton last season. You know, we had the mm-hmm. likes of Brentford. And I think if if Vinnie Company can, you know, get Burn- Burnley promoted and have a few good solid seasons in the Premier League, you never know where we can be. And I know that that's hard to say, but that is what happens when yeah, of when you're a team. Yeah, when you're a team like West Brom and Burnley, um, if he does really well. You never know. He could be at City again. You don't know how he's going to do. But, yeah, I think you'll do really well, to be honest. I don't think you guys will have any worries. Yeah, good to hear. Some good words there. Uh, Just going back to Jay, um, struggled a little bit in the Premier League last season. Didn't really get a good run of games. But I'm I'm excited to see him in the Championship. I think it's going to be more his level. He's already started well. You know, he's, he's scored a couple... Um, so I am looking forward to it. I completely forgot he used to play for you. Although I, yeah. I do remember now he scored at Villa Park a couple of seasons ago because they were giving him a bit of grief because he obviously used <laughs> to play for you and then he cupped his ears celebrating in front of their fans. So he obviously still holds, you know, I think he had good memories in that and there. Um, so I do think he still, you know, has, has fond memories and, and has high opinion of West Brom. So it'll be interesting to see how he does play tomorrow. Uh, just before we get into predictions and wrap up then, how do you think the game's going to go? So like, do you think it's going to be like a bit of a tactical <coughs> battle? Do you think it's going to be open, free-flowing football? Do you think it's going to be a bit cagey? I think it'll be a cagey game. I think it'll be a really tight game as well because, like I said, both teams should be aiming to be up there. 
we've not had the best of starts. And I think the Hawthorns is a tough place to come for you guys. So yeah. I think, obviously, I, I, I think the way you guys will set up is try and get us on the counter attack. And I think that we'll we'll try and we'll try and <laughs> score as many goals as we can. But I don't think it'll go that way. I think it'll be a tight game where it finishes. I'm going to go West Brom two, Burnley one. I think we always do better against the bigger sides, the teams who will be up there. It's the teams what won't necessarily be up there, what we struggle against. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think for you, I do think J-Rod is actually going to score. I've got this funny feeling where that he's going to score against us tomorrow. But for us, I'm going to go with Jed Wallace and I'm going to say Colin Grant to get on the score sheet. Yeah, fair enough. I think it's good. I, I agree. I think it's going to be tight. The onus is going to be on you to. This is, we mm. seem to be better away from home at the minute. Having said that, we were just very impressive against Millwall, but we absolutely dicked Wigan because they had to open up against us. They, they were at home; they couldn't just sit back. Whereas teams come to the turf and just sit back. So we do tend to be better away from home. But yeah, we're better at home as we're better Sorry. at home as well. So that that's why I think it'll be a tight game because we're better yeah. at home at the minute. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be tight. I'm going to go 1-1, one, one, though. I've just been looking then. You've already drawn five games, so I don't want to predict another draw for you. Um, but I'd, I'd take a draw there. It's a tough place to go, like you say. You know, I don't remember winning there very often. Obviously, the year that you, the year you got relegated from the Premier League, I think we won there. The year we qualified for Europe, Ashley Barnsley an overhead kick. That's the only really time I remember winning there. We don't win there very often. So I'll take a 1-1, one, one, and we've got a tough little run coming up. We've got you... Then we've got Norwich, then we've got Preston, who haven't even conceded a goal yet. I mean, I'd love it if we went there in Dixon 4 0. I hate Preston, so that'd be very, very satisfying if that happened. But I can't see it. It's going to be a tough run. So I'll take a point at your place, a win at home to Norwich, even though as tough as that will be, and then maybe a point away to Preston. So I'm going to put it 1 1. But just before we do go, <coughs> mate, uh, do you want to let everyone know what your YouTube channel is and, and where they can find your content, where they can give you a watch? Yeah, um, just type in West Brom Fan TV on um on youtube um i just did a a preview with visa i don't know if you know him yeah yeah we know visa yeah visa <laughs> yeah i just did a, a preview with him um as well so basically on my channel match day vlogs previews um reactions player ratings everything to do with west brom all the latest transfers i'll just try and you know be honest to be honest some people don't like what i say because they might not agree with it, but that's football. And I just speak the truth. I don't, you know, chat crap. I just say how I feel at the time. <clears throat> yeah, fair enough. You can't, can't not respect that. But I appreciate that. If you want to go and check out your... I'll probably actually will go and watch that, you know, your uh, preview with Visa. Visa. I always I always say Visa. And he's always like, no, it's Visa. Like, right, sorry. So if you want to go and check out his, his vlog with Visa, I know I'll be doing it pretty much as soon as this is uploaded. Just head to West Brom Fan TV. But Connor, thank you for coming on. I do appreciate it. I know it was a bit last minute thing and stuff, so I appreciate you coming on. And thank you for, for saving the pre-game show because I wasn't going to do one. So everybody, we owe it to Connor. So thank you for coming on, mate. I appreciate it. And good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, good luck. For, uh, thanks for having me and good luck for the season, apart from tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in?
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.